All right, it's good to see you all. Hello. Glad you're here. Usually, what you'd expect right now is someone comes up and they read the next passage of the book that we're going through, and then the message is preached on that passage, and right now we're going through the letter to the Hebrews, but there's nobody up here reading the passage because today's a little bit different. It's one of the few times of the year that we stop and talk about the, the work of church planting and updates about that. And it's a fitting week to do that because last week, last Sunday, we looked at Hebrews 2 and it talked about Jesus as our older brother. And the title of the message was this better family, this family of God that God has been creating since long before we were born. And Jesus, our proud older brother, is the one that gets us into that family. He's the one who literally carries us to the family of God. He's the pioneer of our salvation the better family that God is building. And so it's a fitting time to re be reminded of the fact that we are part of something much bigger than ourselves. We are part of something, and thank God, how boring would it be if life was really just about you, the individual? How, how sad would that be? But we're part of something much bigger. We're part of God's family. And that's not just here in our church in Troy, in the capital region. But we're part of his family, the family of God that he is building all over the world through in all nations and throughout every generation. We're part of something a lot bigger than ourselves. And praise God for that. We're part of the family of God. And we, we get the privilege of being part of his plan to spread the gospel and to reach the world with the message and the good news of Jesus. To build his family. And so we talk a lot about our, our mission at Terra Nova Church. Our mission statement is to make more and better disciples of Jesus Christ. We want to do that. We want to make more and better disciples of Jesus. And we believe that one of the ways that we do that is through the work of planting churches. And if you want to know the rationale of why do we connect the dots of making more and better disciples with planting churches, why should we take time to invest in doing that and working towards that, I would encourage you to check out our Facebook page. Natalie just posted yesterday the video that we did about the, the reasons why we believe planting churches is part of, of our mission of the great, of the, of making more and better disciples of Jesus. It talks about Matthew 28, the great commission, the marching orders from Jesus have not ended. They're still there to make disciples of all nations. And we, one of the ways we do that is through helping in the work of church planting. Or in Matthew 22, the great commandment to, to love God and to love one another in the context of a church community. We see that happening, or the promise of Jesus in Matthew 16 that his church will not fail or fall by the, the gates of Hades, or the fact that the primary missional strategy in the New Testament is planting churches. If you want to hear all about that, uh, check out that video of the reasons why we are dedicated to being a church-planting church. But apart from all of that and the rationale through th those reasons in Scripture, if, we're, if we only talk about the mission, we may lose sight of the vision, right? Our mission drives us. That's what we do. We want to make more and better disciples of Jesus. But why? Well, the vision, hopefully you hear it in one way or another every week as we learn more about Jesus. Like, God is the why, Right? It's, it's knowing more about him and wanting to be with him and to follow him and to listen to him. And so we lift up the name of Jesus every single week here at Terra Nova. 
And we remember that one day, the king of glory is going to return and set up his kingdom forever. That day's coming. And I'm going to read it to you to remember the vision here. Remember what's coming. In Revelation 21, this is one of, this is one of my favorite places to go. Verse 3, he says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And I saw some even this morning. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death will be no more. Neither will there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. That day is coming. And we don't know. We can talk about it till we're blue in the face. We don't know how great that is going to be. And we don't even know exactly what we're going to be like. And John says in 1 John 3, although we're children of God, we don't know yet what we're going to be like, but we are going to be like him. And the psalmist says, as for me, I will behold your face in glory, speaking of the Lord. As for me, I will be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. That day is coming. And so this mission of making more and better disciples, what are we doing? We want as many people as possible to know about that day that's coming, to know the King of glory, and to be ready for his return. We want that. And so, one of the ways we do it is by being a church-planting church. The vast majority of our efforts in making more and better disciples, it's right here in our church, in our communities, in the capital region. However, we also dedicate time, effort, resources into planting churches around the world. So what does that look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. 10% of all that we receive, 10% in saying we are a tithing church, all that we receive, 10% of that immediately, the beginning of the year, we put that towards the work of church planting. And so I want to tell you for 2023 exactly which churches we are supporting this year. And they, they will fall into one of three categories. One, the Terra Nova Network. Secondly, we have the Acts 29 Network. And then thirdly, there are two international churches that we are Supporting. So what I'm going to do is very briefly go through this list of who we're supporting, and then we're going to put a spotlight on one of them and give you a little update of how they're doing. And it's a church pretty near and dear to us. It's called Terra Nova North Adams um, in North Adams, Massachusetts. And so that's what we're going to do. So, And then after we're through that, it won't take much time, we're going to spend the next half or so of the message today talking about local opportunities of evangelism. We did that last time for our church planting Sunday. I liked it. I want to do it again. So worldwide church, and then we're going to end with, by the way, here and now, us, here are some opportunities for us to serve. I've talked about Care Portal as one of those long-term ways that we as a church can serve our communities, and I'm going to continue to bring that to your attention as, as an option for us moving forward. Uh, and I invited uh, Karen Lang, which I'll, I'll, I'll invite her up in a little bit, to share her heart about, about that ministry. I've already given you some of the details about it, but I just simply have heard her uh, speak about it twice and her heart for that ministry, for the Lord, for the church, and connecting us with our communities and serving them. And I just want to hear, I want you to hear her heart in that ministry. So I'll call her up in a little bit.
So first, some of the churches that we're supporting. First, the Acts 29 network. Here's what you need to know about Acts 29. They're solid. They believe what we believe, and they plant churches full-time around the world. And so 2% of what we receive in giving, we're giving to the Acts 29 network. They raise up church planters. They send them. They support those churches afterwards. And so we support Acts 29. Through Acts 29, there are a number of churches that on top of that 2% that we give just towards the network, there are specific churches that we have decided to support as they start churches um, around the area. So here's a couple of those. Well, all of those that we support. First, there's Renovation Church. That's in Syracuse. And they actually planted another church called Covenant Church in Baldwinsville. So we support both of those churches uh, through, through our giving. Secondly, we have Christ Church. That's in Townsend, Massachusetts. And so, again, eventually we'll give you a spotlight on some of these churches in one of our next church planting Sundays, but I'm just going through the list here. You might recognize this third one, Engage Albany, in Albany. And uh, Sean Nolan used to come to Terra years and years ago, and he actually was an intern uh, here for us, and so we're supporting them this year. We have for the last couple years. And then finally, through Acts 29, there's a church. I don't think it has a name yet. It's, it hasn't started. In Central Falls, Rhode Island, we have Pastor Jonathan Lugo, and uh, his wife are from Puerto Rico, and that area in Central Falls is 70% uh, Hispanic, which is helpful because they already speak uh, Spanish, so they're, they're the people for the job. And just so you know, we haven't scheduled this yet, but I want you to be aware, be in the know, in the process of some of these things. We are hoping to have the opportunity that if you're interested for a day or two to go out to Rhode Island and to get to know a little bit about what this church is doing, uh, what, their, what some of the strategies they have of, of starting this church there. And I'm excited to think about not just some Sundays to hear updates about these churches, but boots on the ground to be able to go and experience some of it and to be able to better know uh, what they're doing and how to pray for them. So pray that we, do, we are able to, to get that settled and even for the future for our church to have opportunities like that to go and to see as well. So those are the Acts 29 churches that we support. Secondly, we have two international churches that we're supporting this year. The first one is in Cambodia, and it's called New Hope Fellowship. And this church started not as a church, but as a, an anti-sex trafficking ministry called Love 146. And I believe that someone came years and years ago to a Terra Nova uh, service and spoke about, about this incredible ministry. And they still do that ministry in Cambodia, but also they started a church. And we, we support uh, that church financially and through prayer as well. And then lastly, uh, with the international churches, we have, we have Faith Maranatha, which is the church that my, my friend from seminary named Sri, Sridhar Ann, has started. And praise the Lord, they had their first service December 25th. They got the building, and I'm looking forward to giving you more updates specifically about how they're doing uh, in Southeast India as well. So those are international churches. So we have our Acts 29 churches, international churches we support. And now finally, through the Terra Nova network, we have our church here, hello, and Troy. And then we have Terra Nova Saratoga, 
We do not need to support them financially, but we pray for them. We minister along with them. Some of you were able back in January to, to go to a service because they were cleaning the floor here. And we're like, what do we do? Help. And they're like, come on over. So we did. And uh, get to experience some of life, Terra Nova life in Saratoga. And they just had their 10-year anniversary, and they celebrated that. Phenomenal. Now, now we have this third Terra Nova church called Terra Nova North Adams. And they just celebrated their five-year anniversary. And we are able to support them financially this year. And so what I'd like to do is give a spotlight for them, because maybe most of you have not been to a Terra Nova service in, in Massachusetts. And so I want to give you a little bit of a flavor of what they're like, what their service is like. They made a video about celebrating their five-year anniversary. It's a 12-minute video that I encourage you to go check it out, but we're going to show you just the first five minutes to get a little flavor of North Adams. And then I asked Pastor Paul, the pastor there, uh, one of the two pastors, to give some updates about how we can be praying for them. And so after the video, I'm going to come back up, and we're going to pray over that church and then turn our attention to some, some local evangelism. All right, so let's, let's watch that. We're five years old. It was eight years ago we started a Bible study in the class's living room, and five years ago we started gathering as a church for worship on Sunday mornings. Our name, Terra Nova, means fresh ground or new earth, and we hope that that name continues to keep calling us forward in our faith journeys individually and as a community in following Jesus Christ. But today, we get to look back at the things that God has been doing. Just like the psalmist in 126 says, the Lord has done a great thing in our lives, and we are... Darn it! Oh, you were good? I was right there. <laughs> the Lord has done great things, and we are glad. So look back with us, enjoy, and see how God has been working among us and through us in North Adams. I would say my favorite songs would probably be How Great Thou Art or Reckless Love. Probably the goodness of God. I like, like, because I lead a lot. I like doing that. King of Kings. We actually just sang it this morning. King of Kings is my favorite. I love him. Definitely the best one. That we do. I think. Oh, okay. Did you see the reflection in the camera? Yeah. See what he's talking about. Yeah. My favorite sermon series has been Promises of God. I enjoyed Matthew. It's called The People of God. Uh, the one we're doing now, Psalms, because I've been writing a lot about it and uh, like my journal and I haven't really done any like writing or notes before so when we're doing the songs in the summer I I have really enjoyed no I screwed that up can I'm so, okay I have a question if I screw something up is it just okay where are you going oh. he's editing okay. he edit it right Stop. okay all right I like the uh, one another's so my favorite sermon series has been, uh, we've done it twice, is the names of God. I didn't. I'm going to answer them all. Okay. My wife, no, she doesn't just... operate that way. The volunteer roles that I've helped out with, uh, with Tara, um, set up and tear down. Um, I've done a little bit of um, helping out with kids. Works outside the lines. Way outside the lines. I always have been. Helping out wherever really Liz needs it. Um, I do pro presenter, uh, I do welcoming, I help set up. In charge of social media, graphic design, creative arts kind of stuff. I've been um, helping do setup, and uh, I try to be available when something extra is needed. And oh, and I like to say, I like to yell uh, hello to Paul. 
louder than anybody else every week. How about you? Anything? Okay. The first time I came to Terra Nova, it was a little different environment. It was very relaxed, very welcoming. I didn't feel judged. I didn't feel like I needed to try to fit in. I just felt like I could show up and be me. Here at Terra Nova, I feel like I'm a part. I don't have to be chatty. I don't. I can sit and just quietly take the sermon in. I can be me, and that's really what I need in a church. I need God's love shared with me, and I need to know that I'm okay. God's going to meet me where I am, and He's going to bring me forward. How do you guys serve? I serve as the worship op. Should I say something before that? Okay. I serve as the. My favorite memories when I think back um, in the last five years have been one-on-one -on -one times with people, um, specifically with women in the church. I'm doing tribe and stuff with the classes, so all the dinners and time spent there are definitely like a, a fond. <laughs> the dedication Sunday that we had last summer, uh, it was just a really incredible experience to have everybody um, at our church show up for all the kids. The kids' dedication last summer, that was a, a really cool Sunday. Where we had the uh, Christmas Eve service and the space and we... Um, you know, we sort of put the band and the um, congregation in a circle. And we surrounded, we circled them and we just did Christmas carols. Yeah, it was a special time of Christmas singing and good gathering. Just being in this space um, and getting to know the people around us, uh, I value that time. I've developed some really core deep friendships of people that I get to rely on um, because God brought them here and over the course of time I've kind of seen our church plant change from a project of like getting a church started to a project of people um, and caring for people and I've definitely seen the hearts of the leadership change towards caring more about people than about like the things and the opportunities that they have. Alright, so I hope you got a little taste of Terra Nova North Adams and what I'd like for us to do now, they sent some prayer requests for us, we're going to have them on the screen for you and I'm simply going to pray. For, for the church, and like any time somebody prays in front of everybody, it's we. the hope is that you're praying along, you're affirming, praying with me. So would you pray with me for the church? Father, thank you for, thank you for Terra Nova, and thank you for Terra Nova uh, North Adams, and the impact that they've already made in that community, and just being celebrating five years truly of your, of your faithfulness. And we pray, God, they're, they're asking for, to be able to celebrate one baptism in 2023. And Lord, we do ask for that. And Lord, would you, would you do more? Would you do more than one person? Bring them from the nearby schools or coworker or neighbor, or, uh, whoever it is, Lord. Help them to reach out and may there be people that, that submit their life to you and that do what you say, which is to be baptized. Um, affirming that and letting, letting everyone know uh, the change and the dedication that they've made in accepting your free gift of salvation. Would you do that 
um, and may, may we be able to celebrate along with them when we hear about updates uh, for that. And God, I pray as they're starting a few um, initiatives here of having their, their Imago, their men's and, and Poema, their women's groups getting together consistently throughout the year and also having a, uh, a Bible study and, and doing Lectio together uh, with this new ministry they're starting. Um, Lord, thank you for the people that are already doing that and we pray that you'd bring out Bring out more, Lord, to, to do that, to hear your word, to engage your word, to see where the differences are in their life and what you're calling them to be and what you are calling for them to believe. Um, help them to grow and to mature. Help them to be faithful, Lord. Do the work in their hearts and bring maturity to, to their church through that, Lord. Um, and God, they, do, they, have, they have needs. They have financial needs that we pray, Lord, you are our provider. You are their provider. And we pray that you provide for them everything they need and more. Help their church to be, to be faithful givers, to be generous, to do it out of a heart for you. Um, and bring people, Lord, that are going to help provide uh, for the needs that they have. Do more than they're asking for. And, Father, we do pray. Um, we're grateful for um, raising up Pastor Gabe as an elder there, Lord. And they need, they need more help. And so we pray for another leader to, to be raised up. We pray um, for a resident for them, someone to come and to serve and to learn uh, like we've been able to do here with my first job here as a resident. Uh, Lord, would you do that for them as well? And just equip them for all that you've called them to do. And thank you for your faithfulness. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So let's shift our attention here for a minute towards local outreach. And so I've talked a little bit before on two occasions about Care Portal and some of the details about that, this very easy way to connect us and to connect our tribes with families in need and to be able to serve them and, and develop relationships. So rather than talking about the details of that ministry, um, I asked Karen Lang to come and to share just her heart about the ministry and about um, about the Lord and some stories about Care Portal and so whether or not we have a few tribes that are that are set up with Care Portal and I'm hoping over the years to hear stories about how God is using this ministry but regardless if you're if you are currently uh, in Care Portal or if your tribe does or not um, celebrate with with us celebrate what the Lord is doing in this ministry and just have with it, with whatever it is whatever you hear about about service you can you can praise God for what He's doing and so would you would you give Karen a warm welcome as she talks about Care Portal for us? The lights on. Ooh, I can hear myself now. Okay, so um, thank you for inviting me here, Pastor Troy. I really appreciate it. I really have a passion for this ministry um, and this opportunity to serve families in need. And um, so I, uh, when Pastor Troy said, "Will you come out and talk?" He said, "Just, just share the stories. I love the stories." So that's what I'm going to do today, and I'm going to start with a story um, that starts in the Bible where God tells us that perfect religion is to care for widows and orphans. 
you would think that that would be a pretty standard grounded concept in the church, right? Love your neighbor as yourself, all through um, the book of Job, when Job is defending that not only did he not sin, he also talks about all the things he did to serve his community and the poor in his community. It's a pretty grounded theory throughout the Bible. If you've been in church for more than six months, you should really recognize that. Hopefully in your church in less than time than six months. But, you know, we have a lot to teach on. Um, and we started there. And then we had the, United, the, the Christian church come into the United States. A territory that did not have faith. Um, and in New York City... The Dutch Reformed Church was the primary church that operated in New York City, um, coming over with Henry Hudson um, back in the 1600s. In the 1800s, the Dutch Reformed Church proposed that rather than the church continuing to care for widows and orphans um, and those in poverty, that the government do so. And they accepted that, and that started the, New the United States' involvement of the government in social services. If you have ever dealt with a social service department at all, you know that was a horrible idea. And it has failed miserably, right? Because God has never intended for the government to manage the people and those who are in desperate need, right? In fact, God is very clear uh, back when, when, uh, when the Israelites start asking for a king that kings are a horrible idea and they should not do that and they should operate with judges and they should operate with the people and that didn't happen. Um, and so now they have a political system that looks similar to ours, right? And even in our system, which is probably one of the better in the world, it still fails miserably in the social service world. Eight years ago, one of our global orphan uh, partners, the Global Orphan Project, um, was searching for ways to expand across the world, and God called them to look back at the United States. And when they did that, they discovered, Scott Platter discovered, that in the United States, while we do have tr some traditional orphans where the parents have died leaving the children um, alone, and the foster care and adoption system does a really good job with those children. We also create orphans every year. We take children out of their homes for poverty, for neglect, sometimes for abuse, but more likely for poverty and neglect. And we say, you can't live with your parents anymore. Go live with these total strangers. And the total strangers don't take you into the family and adopt you. And at 18, you are now a legal adult with no family. We create orphans in our country. And he said, this, this can't happen. We, we can't be a country that creates orphans. And so he created this technology platform that you've heard about to serve the families that are struggling. They often also serve the kids that are in foster care and adoption. They serve those orphans that are graduating out of the program with no family. But primarily, we work to prevent children from entering the foster care system. So the question is, does it work? Next slide. The answer is, we data track. It works. We have been in Schenectady County for four and a half years. We have served almost 2,000 children and an over a half a million dollars of economic impact. This is not money the church has spent 
although some of that is included in that, that is the value of the items we've provided, whether we've bought them whole, full price on sale or had them donated to us. Um, along with the cost savings to the government for what it would have cost them had we not stepped in. Um, in Albany County, we've been there three years. You can see it's 950 kids and $367,000. Green County has just crossed a year. Um, and they have served 226 kids at 8,400,000. And here in Rensselaer County, um, we just served 72 kids in the last four months at an economic impact of $26,000, including a delivery that Terra Nova has made and cared for and loved on a family. All right. And so, yes, we serve. And the reason we serve is because, A, God called us to it, and B, because when we step in, we do something more than social services does. We come with the love of God. We bring Jesus into the room with us. We also equip you and train you on how to make sure that anything else that family might need, um, they might struggle with some alcoholism in the family and they need to know where the AA meetings are, or there's a, you know, in Troy we have a local Celebrate Recovery, which is a Christian program, um, but you'll know where all of those things are as well. We have those up on our resource pages, so it, where the food pantries are, where everything is, where it exists, where you can find it, where they can continue to get help. But the thing that is the most unique about this platform is that we still get to be the church while we're doing it. The New York State government has partnered with us to say, you can still be the church. If you have ever served in a church that had a food pantry, food pantry rules in New York City are very strict. Even with a church, you're not allowed to post your hours anywhere near the food pantry, or the food pantry lines. You're not allowed to offer to pray for them. You're really not even encouraged to talk to the people because you might accidentally pray for them, right? <laughs> Like, or invite them to church. None of that is allowed. And you can lose your right to serve your community with food if you discuss spiritual food and their social and emotional health. Right? We get to do all that. We partnered and we said, no, no, this is how we serve. If you want that economic impact, then you have to let us continue to be the church. So we get to go. We get to pray for the family. We get to pray for the caseworkers. We get to pray uh, when we make the delivery. We get to take a Bible. We get to invite them to our church. We get to invite them to our tribes. We get to be the church, the evangelistic outreach discipleship church that says, this is what God did for my life, and I know that God can do this for yours. And that's an amazing moment in time and opportunity here in New York State to do it. The reality, though, is this is not really a necessarily this easy, cushy, fun ministry. I mean, it is fun. Right? It is fun to go in and help somebody and do all of that, but sometimes. Next slide. So these are real goats. They are in an argon tree. This is a real picture. This is not photoshopped. This is in Morocco. Um, and many of you are going to leave here and immediately stop and buy some new shampoo when I'm done talking to you. <laughs> so these goats are trained to climb up into these trees that have bristles and, and prickers and eat the nuts that are in this tree. If you've ever bought shampoo that has argon oil in it, the argon oil is inside those nuts. 
But the shell that God created around that oil is so hard that it cannot be cracked open unless it has gone through a goat's digestive system first. I'm still trying to figure out what human being decided to dig through goat poop and try to open up those shells. <laughs> Had to be God-inspired in some way, because Argan oil is Morocco's biggest export. So they're making money and surviving and not a little poverty impoverished nation because of this. But um, so, so anyway, the goats eat the nuts. It goes through their digestive system. It comes out in the poop. The farmers scoop up the poop. They take it. They clean the nuts off. They crack them open. They find the oil. I love this analogy for what we do here at Care Portal, right? <laughs> um, first of all, inside every single human being, there is this precious oil, this hope and this future that God planted inside every single person. And life and poverty and trauma and abuse and neglect and alcoholism and addiction create a hard shell that makes it hard for God to crack open and allow them to have that hope in that future. I train on poverty all the time, and my key phrase in poverty is, if you have lived in poverty, poverty has stolen your hope in your future. Most people don't know that's actually a Bible verse, but they all resonate with it, right? You stop being able to see what you could do, or your opportunities, or even want to do any of that kind of stuff, because you're so stuck in the moment of today. And so when we step in, when we provide a bed to a child who hasn't been able to sleep um, on anything but the floor and he gets a good night's sleep, it makes a difference. It gives him a chance to go to school and learn and learn the things he needs to do to graduate and get a job and do the things that give him that hope and a future. It is sometimes such a small step in this process. Now, sometimes we are the goat. It's all uncomfortable standing up there, but we're having that fun of serving, right? We're getting to eat those nuts, and it's really joyous. Sometimes we often feel more in this process like the nut. We're sitting in the middle of the goat's digestive system, and it's dark, and everything's poking at us, and we're like, what in the world are we doing here? But God is working. Sometimes we're the farmer digging through the poop. I do believe that is the worst job. But sometimes you will walk into a family where you go, I feel like I'm stepping into the middle of a poop pile and this is difficult and awkward. But again, God is working. And sometimes we get to be that guy that processes the oil that breaks that nut open. And the family shows up to church and it's joyous and it's wonderful. And they get saved and they bring their friends. And we get those. They're not... All the time, but we get those. And those are what really makes it, for me, the best moment. Right? Now, if you're looking at that and you're going, okay, great, she just totally went off the Bible. I actually didn't. God uses this in a totally different manner. He doesn't use this story. He uses um, some people plant the seeds. Some people water them. Some people see the harvest. It's the same story. This is just a little more graphic and therefore more fun to tell. <laughs> So what is happening as we are doing these kind of graphic moments of life? What is really going on? So we always focus, you know, if, if you haven't 
heard this lesson from me, our first churches before I got involved in doing sort of this level of training and talking, our first churches were just really interested in the kid, right? Like, we're going to meet the need of this kid, and we're going to meet the need of the family, and we're going to invite them to church, and it's going to be wonderful, and the kid and the family will be impacted. And that is true. But I have learned over the years that God is never working on one person at a time. He's never working on just the family, right? So the stories when the families show up, the stories when um, the kid has had a good night's sleep, the stories when you, when you put that bed together and you put the sheets on and the kid sits on the bed and he goes, this is my bed? I get to sleep here? I have really cool blue sheets. That's my favorite color. Those are wonderful moments. But God is doing more. When you go out and you get a do- collect a donation or you go shopping for those sheets, you get a chance to say to somebody, I serve with Terra Nova Church and we care for kids in crisis. And you get to tell people that the church loves others. Even if it's a not a long conversation. The moment you say, I serve with Terra Nova Church and we care for kids in crisis and so we're buying these sheets for... Um, for these kids that don't have a bed or, or we're, we're, you know, we're doing whatever we're doing for children who are in, in crisis, you get a chance to impact that worker. Maybe you get a chance to impact that person who was donating that item. One of our churches uh, here in uh, Troy uh, went to, um, actually not far from towns in Massachusetts, uh, to get a bunk bed from a family who they needed a bunk bed for a family. She had it on sale for like $75, including the mattresses. And uh, he got out there. He explained to her what she was doing. You know, we're a church. We're providing this for children who haven't had a bed. She gave him the bed. She gave him the mattresses. She gave him all the sheets and the blankets and, and a couple of brand new pillows that she just bought for her children that she hadn't taken out of the package yet. Um, and he came back for no money with everything he needed. And she felt great. She got a chance to serve in God's world because we were willing to say, this is what we do and this is why we do it. And it's because God and our church, right? Um, And that is an amazing opportunity. We have, uh, during COVID, we were stuck having to order everything, right? Everything was shut down. We didn't stop operating. Schenectady and Albany counties were still operational right through COVID. So we were ordering things left and right. And because caseworkers were now going to homes to see the homes, they were discovering how many kids did not actually have a bed. Like they might report that they had a bed, but they had this little mat on the floor. Like they were sleeping on yoga mats on the floor with a blanket and a pillow, and they were calling that their bed, which New York State does not call a bed. Um, And so then they would need a bed. So we were going through a lot of beds during that time. And Liberty Church in Schenectady was ordering them from Amazon. And the Amazon driver was bringing in beds, one, two, three a week. And finally, he looks at the church secretary, he's dropping off, and he says, why? Why is the church ordering beds in the middle of COVID? Like, this makes no sense. So she explained our platform. She said, you know, we, we serve our community. We're serving kids that are in crisis. We're serving families that don't have beds. And so we need these beds. We're going to deliver them to the families. And he went, oh. And he came back a couple of weeks later because Amazon drivers rotate, you know, and he came back a couple of weeks later, dropped off another bed, said, I just want to tell you, last time I was here, I didn't think churches cared about people. He said, I went to the church down the street from me. They have a food pantry. 
They have clothing. They had a sewing system that was sewing masks for people and giving them out for free during COVID. He goes, that church cared for people. I stayed. I listened to the sermon. I got saved. I'm a Christian now. Right? Who would have thought God was working on the Amazon driver? <laughs> but God's working everywhere. If you give it a chance to share your story and why you're involved in this ministry, God can work on more than just the kid. Sometimes God is working on you. He's making you into a better, better disciple. He's healing the wounds from your childhood. Your song, uh, what is it? You keep coming after me. Sometimes in the middle of the delivery, you realize that God was coming after you through somebody you engaged with earlier in your life. Maybe the old lady down the street that baked cookies for all the kids, you know, and you just, you got to come home after school and have a, a fresh baked cookie from the neighbor down the street. Maybe it was the old lady that would sit on her front porch and talk to you. And now you're realizing she was actually talking to you just so she had a prayer request that she could work with. Right? Like you get to start to see where God was going after you all the time. And to help you with that, we have even, Care Portal has created these little sheets for after you are done with the delivery that you go through and you fill out the answers. And it helps you to see where God was working, where God was working in the family, where God was working in the, the community, where God was working in you. And that creates disciples. That creates people who are stronger and deeper in their faith. Right. So this ministry doesn't just give us the opportunity to outreach to our community, which as Christians we're told to do. It doesn't just give us the opportunity to evangelize and tell people that God loves them. It also gives us a chance to grow in our faith. And that is what makes this my favorite job I have ever done in my life. And I am so grateful to God for giving me this opportunity to do that. Those are my stories for today. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. And I'm sure if you'd like to ask Karen questions, would you be happy to answer people's questions afterwards if they came to you? Yeah, she would love that. <laughs> so feel free uh, to go talk to her uh, about it. So I'm going to pray for us as the band comes up and we continue to worship this morning. Lord, thank you for the fact that you have invited us to be part of your family and that you remind us consistently that Life's a lot more than just myself, my interests, my pursuits, Lord, but you are creating this family all around the world, and you have let us be part of that mission of making more and better disciples. And God, help us to, to pray, to, to have in mind uh, throughout the year these churches that we are supporting. Uh, remind us, Lord, to pray for them. Remind us, Lord, that in our giving, um, they, they benefit from that. Our giving is more than just what happens here on Sunday and in our neighborhoods too, but, but around the world. And, and Lord, would you, would you speak to us and would you move us, Lord, of, to where you want us to be, um, where you want us to serve. And God, I pray even for our own different outreaches. I know many of us do many different things. Um, but Lord, thank you for the ministry of Care Portal. And we pray for many more stories from our church and many other churches of how you are reaching families with, with service, with, um, 
with your word and just your love, Lord. And uh, thank you for Karen and, and, and bringing her to this position that she has with Care Portal and the many lives that she's affecting through it as well. Um, Lord, we do all this for your glory and for your name. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.